recording now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Trying to Be Better with Joel and Steve podcast. Is that what we're doing? That's what we're doing. Okay. What do you mean? What What did you think this was a baking I podcast? Know. I think in full disclosure, we were both just bitching about our jobs. We were both just complaining. And I was like, I don't want that to be the topic this week. So we were going to talk about this other thing. And we just we, to- totally took a right turn. We took a right turn. <laughs> yeah, we're, that's for the... That's for the paywall um, Patreon right. supporters to know our, our bitch sessions about <laughs> our wonderful, amazing jobs that we actually do love to right. do. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Re- oh. Remind me. Re- remind me. You know, I told you three months ago when I got my job that, you know, you were going to have to. There was going to come a day where you're going to be like, hey, Steve, remember how cool this was? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Today's that day. Well, that's also the issue with having like a quote unquote dream job, which I have. I'm right. totally cop into that. But it's like also sometimes it's sometimes jobs are jobs work and it's, sometimes it's stressful and yeah. personalities are in, you know, that's the thing is you. that like, I love my job, but if they weren't paying me, I probably wouldn't go for as much. <laughs> well, that's the sadistic, horrible part of what I do as a theater artist is that I have done this and worked twice as hard for zero pay and right. probably would because right. I'm a hopeless theater artist. Right. You know? Yeah, that's kind of funny. Anyway, well, we want, we're not going to bitch about that today. So welcome to the podcast. We're glad everybody's here. It was really cool to have Brian on last week. That Wasn't was, that fun? That was great, man. And it got me to thinking like, what? what ghosts from my past could we have on this podcast? I think that'd be interesting to do that. Um, yeah. But so do you, did you have any, like when you listen back to it, like, wow, like did anything come, come up as you, yeah, I think the, the fundamental thing that I felt re-listening to it was, um, just how awesome it is that I, I'm friends with Brian. Yeah. You know, like just mm-hmm. a really profound sense of gratitude, both that, you know, we've both ended up okay and uh that we're still in contact you know yeah. and it's just one of those cert- things like the odds of us getting smashed together mm-hmm. we're so slim you know mm-hmm. and well, here we are too like you know i don't have kids you do i would right. imagine that at a certain point i mean it takes it takes concerted effort to sow a friendship over over that amount of time and you kind of look at the people that are you still connected with somehow and it's like you know, that's cherished. Stuff. Well, it's kind of weird. Like, cause with Brian and I's relationship, we don't talk that often. Mm-hmm. We, we, we don't just cause we're busy and he lives 1500 miles away, you know? Yeah. 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 But, but when we do it's, and we've talked about this, we just sit down and start talking again. Yeah. Picks right back up. Yeah. yeah. There's no weird. There's no, literally no moment of like, so what are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. We just start talking again. It's great. Yeah, man. That's great. Well, thanks, Brian, for being on the pod. It was cool to meet you. Um, so uh, what are we talking about tonight, Steve? You had a thing. I have a thing. I got a thing. I have a thing. You got a thing. Uh, Everybody's got a thing. Who is that? Uh, George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic. Okay. I, I need to know all I was listening to uh, Mark Maron interviewing Bootsy Collins this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. I need Which to get so back. awesome. I think I need some, I've been listening to way too much wholesome Buddhist Dharma. No, talk. Dude, get, I need get, Marin. I need some Marin. Marin. Yeah, yeah. He's had some good people on lately. Okay. Uh, oh, Kate well, Winslet, I, Bootsy oh, Collins wow. come to mind. Wow. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to the Michael J. Fox W2F, I haven't yet. It's so good. What a, I mean, 
I mean, obviously we're inspiring people. Sure. But <laughs> sure, but, of course. But, but listening to Marin interview Michael J. Fox is just because he's so just like full of life and yeah. joy. Yeah. In spite of his, you know, fatal condition. Yeah, dude. And he like he's like, yeah, I have it's like he's he's a perfect embodiment of like Buddhist teachings. Yeah. Like I'll he definitely. totally accepts his situation and is like, well, I guess I'll be joyful. Dude. And do and and continue to to work and to do good things. Mm-hmm. And he has, you know, and he just radiates, even just listening to him talk, it's like mm. it's just humbling, you know. Mm. Okay, I'll, I'll def. I need that. I need, I need, I need Marin's saltiness in his opening, yes. and then I need that beautiful joy. From I've gotten him. to the point that I just I skip Marin's monologues for the what? most part. Yeah, because I kind of know. I, I I need to listen to one since you know January. Yeah, to see what he's got to say. I have I have actually listened to some of his opening monologues since January sixth. Yeah, and it's it's every it's 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 every bit as you know amazing and pointed and sharp as you think it would be yeah and kind of hopeless and angry <laughs> but i think i need that because i've been putting too much i don't know wholesome good truth i need some i need some marin there you go so anyway i have a thing and it, maybe thing. it kind of it kind of goes back to this you know maybe kind of where i'm at with my headspace but so there was a conversation that happened sort of sort of tangentially in my life where the idea and I told you about this yesterday or the day before the idea of, well, you know, this is this whole pandemic, all of this isn't affecting me. And this was somebody else. And it was like, you know, we, we need to get back to normal. Like when we get back to normal. And then I started thinking like in, in certain circles and support groups, recovery rooms, whatever school, whatever churches, all these groups and societies that people are a part of like, the reconciliation that perhaps perhaps there is no getting back to normal. So I started thinking on that and I'm like, well, that's, that's absolutely the truth as much as I hate to admit it because this desire to go back to normal, quote unquote, is this attachment to something that we are projecting on our past that wasn't really there because everything is transitory and impermanent. And so this, we are creating our own misery and pain by constantly hearing this message of, well, when things go back to, when things go yeah. back to normal, when things go back to normal, it's like, we're making it worse on ourselves. Totally accepting, you know? And I saw this article in the wall street journal about how like uh, this COVID thing's going to be around. It's like HIV or the measles. It's going to be around. It's not going anywhere. We're not curing it. Right. You know? So anyway, we don't, even, want- we don't even know how it's going to behave over the next couple of years yet. No idea. No idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's only been a little over a year since it's kind of been a thing. And, right. you know, uh, yeah. So like, you know, this idea that, and this is not, not to mention to be, the fact that we have a pretty substantial percentage of our population that isn't going to get vaccinated. Even though I just saw it like right before I came downstairs, I saw in the news that, uh, the 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 White House just secured a deal for 200 million more doses of the vaccine oh, to be, you know, so good. they're on they're on par to get 300 million vaccines by July. 
which that's, is amazing. That's, that's news. amazing. That's amazing. Amazing news. Given that but, our population is about 330 million, give or take. Right. So that that's amazing news. But at the same time, I'm like, we, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think just because we all get vaccinated, everything goes back to normal. In fact, that desire for things to go back to normal is a re- I mean, it goes back to the whole idea of like samsara is like you're creating your own wheel of suffering by your craving for it's the second noble truth. It's like there is a pathway to suffering and that pathway includes craving things and, and running away from things, you know? And it's just like, I I hear. And so that conversation that sort of happened tangentially around me, there's a lot of us that are really, I, and I'm not speaking from any spiritual hilltop because I'm totally there. I want to go to concerts. I want to go to concerts so bad. Right. And, And I do think we'll get to that, but I think that, it's always, I don't know. I think, I think we're always going to kind of be in this spot. And I, and I just, I don't know, I kind of wanted to wrap it out with you and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be pandemic related, but this idea of like, you know, that, that time was so great or this time in the future, when this thing happens, I will be okay. Well, there's a, I mean, there's that's, and I, I don't know if it's uniquely American, but I believe that there's a substantial percentage of our population. Well, the boomers, I guess, right. now that I think about it, that mm-hmm. really want things to be 1956 America. Right. Because, because why? Because, because you could, for example, work a job with a high school education and retire. Right. Well, like you could and, do that. And that particular time frame benefited a very small fraction of. Well, not, maybe not a small fry, but it benefit a certain demographic of people. Yeah, white people. And men. Male yeah, oh, yeah. Well, there's that. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And so this idea of like, well. Wait, so, but Joel, if the men are out working the job so they can retire, surely the least the women could do is provide them a good meal at the end of the day. I know you're being facetious. Yes. I just did. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I hope yeah. that came through. Yeah, wait, it, do, it, do, it does. By now, I think our listeners will know when you start in with the, but Joel, that means yeah. it's sarcasm time. Yeah. <laughs> I was on a work trip at this little town. Well, um, Winona, Minnesota mm-hmm. is where we were kind of basing out of up on the uh, Mississippi River is kind of the mouth of the Mississippi or the beginning of it in this country or close to it. Anyway, point being nice little town. And it was pretty and it was there during like a kind of a scenic time, you know, what just and, happened. Uh, what's that? Uh, kind of froze a little bit anyway. And so me and my coworker had some time to kill one evening. So we're just out driving around. It happened to be like their little car cruise night or whatever, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so everybody was hanging out at the, at the dairy suite, you yeah. know, right. and there was music playing and, you know, kind of, you know, the local muscle car, crew and just some other cars it was kind of fun and i'm picturing poodle skirts and roller skates well that was kind of the thing like that was yeah the yeah vibe. And, and, I, and i really had this moment of like oh my god this is what like some people like this is heaven yeah because it really was quite nice i'm walking around eating the strawberry mm-hmm. shake and looking at cars and people and frankly having a pretty delightful time you know sure. yeah and uh and i uh <laughs> And, and so I was kind of talking about my coworker. He goes, yeah, there weren't a lot of colored people there. 
No, there's no, no. And that's, and you go back to this idea of like, you know, and this kind of relates to the whole make America great again mythos. Yeah. Of like, well, we need to get back to that because it was so beneficial to me. Right. 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 Cause if you back to Minnesota, yeah. Minnesota has (laughs) a pretty not great relationship with like native Americans no and african-americans yeah like bob dylan's the line they're selling postcards of the hanging mm-hmm. like they did that in minnesota yeah, yeah. so it's they did like that at a lot of places well see there you have it so it's like they sold a lot more than postcards too which is yeah. you know, something i want to get into but but, yeah. but but my point being is like so that really i mean that eating that strawberry malt or whatever walking around the cars thinking you know what this is really nice it's like right <laughs> right it's yeah. nice because i'm a white man yeah that's welcome here yeah yeah and that's a that's privilege i mean and i think that there is a i think you can connect the dots too with the the folks that right now i mean and i was thinking about this as i was watching the the second impeachment uh, the insurrection footage i'm oh, like god you know, these folks were, were pushed to their breaking point because they were unable to deal with how their whole, everybody's, I mean, there's racism, there's definite, definite like white supremacist tones there, but I think that's part of it. It's like, there's a bunch of scared kids who don't have any way to deal with this stuff. Right. And then they have this, their dear leader basically yeah. saying, fight for me. Right. You know, they're stealing it from you. Well, it, at a certain point, it, it, and that's, I mean, you're, I agree with everything you're saying. I think that it's like the, when you, ha- well, it's not just dear leader. It's, you know, fuck, I don't even want to, I don't even want to say his fucking name. You know, the, the loud radio guy. Oh, and, okay. Alex and, Jones. Well, him, but I was thinking the, the Limbaugh. Oh, right. That, that sh- shit. And yeah. just. Uh, anyway, if that's like, I kind of feel what's what am I trying to say? I kind of, and I, you know, if this is what you do, I'm please hope I'm not judging, but it's mm-hmm. it, like for like the, in the morning, like I've really gotten into this habit of listening to, you know, wholesome meditation or at least something mm-hmm. genuinely thought provoking like Mark Maron and the people he interviews. Mm-hmm. If I have to, if I had to listen to <laughs> the morning zoo radio show, I'd kill myself. Yeah, the zany, the zany, the zany guy, you know, the, and the cooter, and, and, yeah, and and the um, baff, and the baffled and confused woman. Oh, right. guys, right, you know, that that thing. Yeah, I, I, I just anyway, my point is, is that may, like I feel it's it it makes me sad to think that there's that many people out there that all they have for like entertainment and thought guidance production is fuck those libtards they're coming right. for your stuff exactly yep. it's like what well that but <laughs> but even even beyond like the radio personality though i mean the president of the united states is to blame <laughs> like the former yeah. president you know what i mean like yeah. so when you see that I, but going back to the point of like what takes a person he, to that breaking point he was point, so very afraid Yes. Of not being president anymore. Yes. That he was willing to uh, have people killed. 
And there's, there's something really, really important for us to, for me to take away from that. Cause a couple podcasts ago, I said, you have to impeach the Trump within you. Right. Mm. So the Trump within me, it has, or the, the, the dictator, let's say sure. the, the, the despot, you know, zany yeah. fascist dictator. Yeah. You have, to, you have to remove that person from your own country inside of you. Mm-hmm. The, but the thing is that it, I have that bone in my body because I don't like change either. And I don't like giving up something that makes me feel comfortable and powerful. And I will fight. And and there's a, there's a, you have to die to that. Oh. And I think, and so that's really part of like pandemic, like our life, our, our ability to go to the movies, go to concert, go to baseball games, um, go to bars, go to meetings, go to therapy, go to work. Everything is you go to the grocery store. That happened overnight. And so this whole clinging and, and grasping for things to go back to normal, some of us have had the privilege that not much has changed for them. Mm, right. And some of us, a lower, uh, a lower economic class, people of color, people in, in different marginalized communities are like, well, how come those folks don't have to do the thing and they're freaking out because they can't get their hair cut? But right. this is affecting my cousins, my brothers, my my children immediately, mm-hmm. and the healthcare and, is not, and dramatically. You know I mean? Right. So it's like this. I I think what this is exposing in a lot of ways, from insurrectionists to people, you know, refusing to wear masks or get <laughs> vaccinated. It's like, well, we we just need to get back to normal. We need to go back to the way things were. That's all a very human trait of painting a picture about some time where your particular experience was comfortable and it was great. I want to, it was great. And I need to make it great again. And I will do whatever it takes to get back to that. The, The real, the realness though, the thing that I think is maybe down to earth, you know, acceptance or, or impermanence is that that was never a, that was never permanent. That was never a thing that was real. You're only projecting that from hindsight and you're only craving something that is impossible for you to predict. The only thing you can really experience is in the moment. And in the moment, we're in the middle of a global fucking pandemic. Put your fucking mask on. Take the jab. You know, take the shot in your arm. Right. You know what I mean? Like people are dying. People are dying who are look different than you at alarming rates. And you can still be on your boat. That's fine. Just right. do the things. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I would talk, no, was that, I talking for an hour there? I feel like no, was, that was good okay. though. <laughs> and that's you know, that's what bummed me out. I'm like, you guys, like, stop saying go. If this if this could teach us anything is that the only thing we have is right in front of us right now with the people that you're with, and the only help you can, the only benefit you can be, is in the right moment right now to yourself and to others instead of. Well, when we get back to normal and everything gets back to normal, it's like, let that go. When everything gets back to normal. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a total lie. It's a lie. Because but the just look at the phrase, like the phrasing of it, back to normal. Like, I want to go back. I need to reclaim something that doesn't exist and try to manifest it in but in the future that doesn't but exist. But perception is reality. Well, it can be. Right. And that's 
that's what I think is, you know, so like, yes, I, I, I think, won't... you know, it's, I think for, uh, cause I was thinking about that. Like I, and you're, you, you said it before I did, but like, I want to go to concerts. Really I want to be able to play concerts. Yep. I want to be able to go out to dinner with people Yeah, and not risk getting everybody around me sick. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to go to the secret meetings with everybody else. I want to sure. hold hands. I want to drink shitty yeah. coffee. Sure, I'll drink shitty coffee. I do that at home anyway, but um you know, like I, I really do. I mean, I've been watching some some live concert. I'm like, and, and listening to listening to Grateful Dead concerts, I'm like, it's almost it's starting to sound like this relic, this mm. thing that like this ancient way of doing things in my head. Like I on a certain level, I've always thought of it that way. But yeah, yeah that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. But it's like this thing that the bygone days, like that was before the fall. <laughs> right you know that was i heard it said and i really like this in the before times well, i think it was sharon times. salzberg that says that yeah that's where i got that from and i think there's something really wonderful about that mm-hmm. it's i mean it's not it's kind of being tongue-in-cheek but it's also like you know yeah. there's a before there's a before and there's an after and i think that the sooner we start accepting it i think the possibility for solution is really clear but as long as i'm clinging for something to come my way or regretting something in the past or refusing to take the solution in front of me because I'm just, I just want something to be different. I'm always going to be miserable. And that's all of those things can exist outside of pandemics. Exactly. It's like, it's it's still, we're, but we're still back to universal spiritual principles. Well, that's what I'm saying is that if we can see it this way, it doesn't matter whether there's a pandemic or not. No, no, that's all. It's kind of irrelevant really. That's what I was tripping on. And kind of what I wanted to talk about is that like, you know, weirdly enough, and I I love, I love that I get to make this reference because I think I I know of at least one listener that's going to give me a hard time, but I love John Mayer and I love his Instagram. And he does that. (laughs) He does that. He does that Instagram live show current mood. You ever watched that? I have. It's great. uh, It's great. Okay. Anyway, right when, you know, the pandemic started, (laughs) all the people that, you are references i was not expecting that to end on john mayer well listen he gave some he gave some really good truth the first few weeks of that pandemic in his current mood live instagram show that i've used since and this is i think it applies okay he's he said he was talking about like you know when we're all watching the news and we're seeing numbers grow and we're seeing cases grow and we're seeing all this stuff happening he's like one thing that's really helpful that really is useful for me to do is is this is this a new problem or is this a is this the same problem with you know different dressing is this are these numbers growing is that a new problem or is that just the same problem and like you do you know what i mean like he was trying to mitigate anxiety by saying like when you see the numbers growing that's not a new problem that's the same problem same problem same problem or like when people are refusing to do social distancing and wearing masks and you keep seeing it, you keep seeing it and you keep seeing it. it's like, is that a, same, and I get same. angry every time. I'm like, it's the same problem, you know, same as it ever was. Exactly. Same as it ever was. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, um, you can connect a lot of dots. The universal truth of like, I don't want, I don't want to change. I don't want things to be different. I don't want to accept my current circumstances. You know, if you, I read a thing. Well, there's a song. The new writers of the Purple Sage have this song called "Dirty Business." It's yeah. about a 
you know, kind of a fictional coal mine, coal town situation, but it's actually based off of this Coal Creek War. Hmm. Um, and I highly recommend you can just Google Coal Creek War and it comes up. Um, and it's just a tale of, oh, um, the state of Tennessee would um, rent their prisoners out for dirt cheap mm-hmm. to undercut, you know, the mm-hmm. I get they call them free miners, you sure. know, um, and just the, the struggles. I mean, it was really a thing that was actually kind of a skirmish, a couple skirmishes about, well, multiple issues, but they all centered around greed. Yeah, it was just greed. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the coal mining companies wouldn't give just the tiny living cost wouldn't, for example, pay their uh, free miners in cash instead of script for their company mm-hmm. store mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and just issues like and the, oh you guys want cash oh that's cool um maybe we'll just hire the convicts mm-hmm. how's that sound right maybe or maybe you'll, you'll just go back to work for script right you know and right. so that you know boiled over on a few different levels but as i was reading through this and this happened in the early 1900s it's mm-hmm. totally worth reading the wiki page on as I was reading it, my, my primary thing was, well, nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. Same problem. It's the same problem. Same People problem. are just trying to get by. Mm-hmm. And the man is mm-hmm. saying, mm, how about a subsist- subsistence living? Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, we buy, hold all the, we hold all the cards. Yeah, yeah. We hold all. I mean, yeah. the corporate you know, the corporate greed and the corporate rule mm-hmm. holds all the cards. It reminds me of that picture. That's actually the anniversary of it came up on one of the social medias, but of the picture of uh, when o- Occupy Wall Street was just getting going and they were having mm-hmm. a march or whatever in New York City and on this kind of outdoor balcony were a bunch of hedge fund people in tuxedos drinking champagne and laughing at them. <laughs> it's a great picture. It's like, oh, yeah, because they're like, look at all those losers. Well, I, yeah. Well, I saw um, whatever, man. I, keep chanting your little chants. Well, that I bet it was around. The, I wonder if it was around this. Well, this would have been a little earlier, but the there was a video um, where uh, uh, Tom Morello shared it. It was it was early Rage Against the Machine when they were playing Sleep Now in the Fire on Wall Street, and I think they they didn't have a permit to do it, and they just mm. kind of did it sort of you right, know guerrilla cool style. style. But they had people like yeah, you know, day traders and you know hedge fund just out there in their suits, like, oh yeah, rage against the machine, just great on their lunch break, smoking a cigarette. Right. Like, I'm gonna go back to you know, continuing to be the machine while you're right. out here raging. But right. you know, but great you, photo guys sound, you guys sound great. You guys sound really, really keep good. It up. You guys sound awesome. Can I get a VIP spot at your next show? Right, right, right. Yeah. But yeah, I I mean I, to to get back on the track, I mean that's that's i think there's a lot of correlation and the thing I, I guess i just wanted to process too is that the more that we continue to crave things that aren't no that are no longer right here and right in front of us the more it's it we're making this experience worse for ourselves totally whatever that is for you whether whatever it's the pandemic or your, yeah. job, or your job or your marriage your whatever marriage, kids whatever. you know what i mean like your addiction you know it's like yeah I mean, that's, that sounds really, that sounds really alcoholic to be like, you know, this one's, this time it's going to be different. I'm going to get back. <laughs> this time you know? it's gonna be totally different. We're going to get back to normal. Yeah. And it's going to rock so hard. It's going to be great. It's going to be perfect. 
this six pack is going to turn into that frat party that one time 10 yeah. years ago that everything right. was right. Everything was right for about 45 minutes. Yeah, that's a long time. It's a long time. I usually shot for eight minutes, eight to 10 minutes of serenity, and then I would always overshoot the mark. Right. Since I've started my meditation practice, that that has, it's just the thing of just being where your breath is. This is the only moment that's real. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing that's real is I'm breathing in and I'm breathing out. Mm. And it's like, that's too simple. It's too simple. But, but, but to be able to, to come back to that mm -hmm. is it's just the most freeing thing. It's so freeing. The, and the freedom, the beauty of that, Steve, in, in the in the acceptance that every breath is different. Yes. Every moment. And like, you know, one of the one a profound sort of experience I had in the idea of impermanence, which is kind of what we're talking about or an attachment to, you know, uh, craving stuff to be a certain way and realizing right. not realizing that everything changes. It's like and it's a little cold to do out right now. If anybody's listening in a warmer climate, go sit in meditation outside and think about how everything around you, you can do it inside, I guess, but how everything is changing. Your breath is changing. Yeah. The, the, the house that you're meditating in is slowly deteriorating. The, the, you know, the, the, mm -hmm. the earth is spinning on its act. Nothing is, nothing is solid. Right. Nothing. I mean, this computer, this table, my phone, it's all on some level deteriorating. It will not be there. This sweater, my life, who I, I mean, it's all going away. Right. But, this idea that we can like reclaim something that was never permanent and try to make it permanent again, thinking it's going to make us permanently happy is a constant uh, manufacturing of our own pain and suffering. Yes. Which then causes people to act out in right. ways that are destructive. Correct. Yes. Because it's a, it's a lashing out. It's well, yeah. it's a, it's a kid throwing a temper tantrum oh yeah i was telling kirsten the other day like the, you know the longer i sit the more i see the shit right now and uh like you know in the mornings when i'm like what it really is i don't want to like if i don't want to go to work it's I, I just feel like a toddler who's crossed his arms and is stomping his feet saying i don't right. want to i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to do this I don't, and you ask me why i'm like i don't know but i don't want to <laughs> do this i don't want to do this i don't want to do that <laughs> And then you get there and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore, you know? And, uh, yeah, but the, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I think at some point in this podcast in the past, we used to kind of come to a conclusion of like, okay, how do we fix this? <laughs> I, don't I don't know if this, this is it. fixable. It's not, it's like, it's, it, you have to accept it or you can continue. Well, that, to but that's, the, I think, and I think you just said the magic words because <clears throat> acceptance is the answer. It is. Yeah. It totally is. Yep. And that's, what, do you need, what do you need to accept right now, Steve? Oh, uh, well, I mean, all, uh, gestures broadly. I'm just gesturing yeah. broadly for those that can't see. I'm just, you know, I don't, I mean, look this, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, God, it's hard to, 
I, I wish that I, what's the pill where you just go back to thinking the steak's real? Which, which one is it? The road oh, road I think it's the blue, blue pill. I think the red the pill takes you to the, to, to the, down the rabbit the hole. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are there days where I want to be a blue pill guy? Oh, you betcha. Sure. I wish that I could believe Pravda and just right. think, yep, it's all yep. their fault. <laughs> it's all the Chinese live hard fault. You know, I mean, that's, I wish that I could do that. And, and, yeah. and just go, yep, gonna go. I'm gonna go just beat up some whatever, you know, <laughs> and just be cool with that. Yeah. Cause that's, that's, that's how, that's how we do it. But I think those folks are miserable too because they're constantly trying to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know that that's an easy way. But I don't know. I mean, obviously, I if you're acting out in that way, there's some sadness there. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, so you're or saying like, if you have, you have to accept the truth because, you wish that you could just kind of tune out. I mean, there is there a, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, maybe that's the addict in me or whatever, but it's just sure. like, I don't want to all of this. I just, can I just take the blue pill? Right. And just, and just think that everything's great again. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Or, 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 and I, 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 and I may have said this before, but there's a, I, I read a thing, whatever. It's a commentary of a comment. Uh, of somebody saying that some people choose to love America the way a child loves their mother. Like, don't yeah. you say nothing bad about my mama. Right. right. Love it right. or leave it or whatever, you know? <laughs> right, right. 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 And then some people choose to love America the way brothers love each other, mm. which mm. is that they, you know, occasionally squabble. But it's over one brother saying to another, you, you're you're not right right now. Yeah, you're out of line, dude. You you're need to you're out of up. line. You're yeah. what are you doing? You know, well, I, and I then the brother will go, I don't. Yeah, that's really interesting. You say that. I saw somebody who I, I I was kind of surprised I was friends with on Facebook post something like there was a skeleton sitting there with its hand hands under its chin saying me waiting for all the Biden supporters to talk about how all the great things he's doing. And I, I was like. And I wanted to say, dude, we don't worship. We don't right. worship. A pre you don't, right. you're not a fan of a president. Like no, even uh -uh. the Obama worship got a little creepy. It's like, no, these are leaders. Yeah. You criticize your leaders. That's what you do. I don't, That's, this is America. Yeah. It should be boring policy is what we really should have. Right. That's not, not, not celebrity. That's not, that's not good enough. Right. Yeah. I need to accept Steve. What I, what I am having a hard time really accepting. Well, there's a few things. But I, like, well, this is really a really mundane thing to say, but I have a hard time right now accepting the cold snap in Nebraska. That's totally real. But because it, 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 well, it, it's coupled with like seasonal depression. Uh -huh. It's coupled with, you know, it's just cold. And I, hey. I got really used to going outside on my bike for hours and spending yeah. time outside. And, you know, yo, you know what the low is going to be Tuesday? Good Lord. What? Negative 26. Like the actual temp. Yeah. Not feels like or wind chill. Oh my God. Yeah. But, it, but here's, here's the thing. And I, you know, it's it, what I've learned in meditation is like, well, thinking is happening. You know, it's like, well, right. my, my stomach gurgles, digestion is happening. My brain, you know, my heart beats, my lungs breathe, my brain thinks. So the, the thing is like, it's kind of like, you know, can be related to this acceptance of what's going on. It's like, weather is happening this is just weather is happening just weather yeah weather is happening. uh as the song says who can the weather command right and it's like 
you know, so the only gotta... reason that the weather is bumming me out is because of the chickens mm. and I'm worried about their well-being. Yeah. You know, and you've got a you've got a heater in there. Yeah, right? I do. But it's not they're OK right now. But like that's been through like zero and negative two, not negative twenty six. Mm. So I and negative twenty three is Monday mm. is what they're saying. So like I'm I'm that that's weighing on my mind as a practical reality of having outdoor animals during yeah. this extreme cold weather, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's but a, it, it's not a I'm tired of the weather. You know, it's just to like what I need. Like this is a real issue. You know yeah. that I need yeah, to address. Do? That I don't know exactly what to do. So that brings up fear and you know. But there's there's some real product productivity uh, um, prudence there of like uh, so what now what it's like okay yeah. it is going to be I 20 love below. that so what now what now what like right. so what okay yeah what? now weather what? is weather is happening weather is Put happening. a coat on <laughs> right 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 yeah weather is happening start your car early weather is happening you know donate an old coat if you got it you know right. like um. And, and, the, and the same applies to the pandemic. It's like, it, the, I was listening to Mary Stancavage again, and she was talking, I haven't finished the podcast, but um, uh, Mary gave us a shout out once. I hope I just have this fantasy that she listens, but like uh, <laughs> she was talking about just podcast. finding the joy, like finding, yeah. carving that joy out is so hard, but it can only happen when you let go of the craving. Yeah. Like, and greed, I, Greed and gratitude can greed and gratitude ex- occupy the same space? I no, mean, it's oil and water. I don't think it can. No, you can. You know? There, there's that. I think there's that that rush of getting the thing, mm-hmm. but that's not gratitude. No. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it's that. It's that hit every time I press the buy it now on on Amazon. <laughs> right. <laughs> this will fix me. This will fix. I know. Me. This will fix me. My Grateful Dead slippers didn't fix me, but I did buy some on Amazon. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Holly got me me for my birthday, which is in June, and it just arrived. Uh, Oh, nice. (laughs) This really, really cool. um, It's a very nicely produced um, graphic novel about the first five years of the dead. Oh, it came. I remember her showing me that. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool. It's Dude. very well done. It's nothing that we haven't heard a million times, but the way it's presented is very yeah. cool. Yeah. And it's a high quality piece and it was, it was totally worth the wait. And it came with a record too. A, oh, re- right. a nice. remastered version of a 68 show. I'm not sure. Wow. Um, the exact one, but you know, good job, the, Holly. Yeah. She nailed it. And the, it was totally worth the wait. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I said that where we got, there. we were talking about buying stuff online and oh, yeah. giving us temporary temporary you joy. said grateful dead not oh i got a thing oh yeah i got something i, I see how i circled that around back to about yeah about me. no i i i completely get that though nice nice segue back to me <laughs> all con all conversations are gonna end up at me all road leads to all roads lead to steve pretty much oh so anyway i i don't know i continually let go i, I want to ask you about the dark tower but i want to give like a platitude uh <laughs> let, let i mean be where your beak is uh <laughs> yeah 
damn it we've already covered this like but it, it's so it's like yeah, I, but it's one of those things you can't talk about enough i don't think you can because it i think we're all hitting walls we keep hitting these walls and it's like you know there's a lot of hope in the news but there's also like this acceptance like it the world won't be the same does did airports function after 9 11 of course they did was it a pain in the ass to take your you know strip down to your skivvies every time yes it's a pain in the ass like flu season we may have to be wearing masks we're all probably used to it but you know most people don't vaccinate so maybe every flu season we got to pop the masks on and it won't be that bad you know it's like we'll get through it but this i just i'm tired of the when we get back to normal everything's going to be this i'm like man I don't know if we are. And I, I, since last March, once I realized kind of what was happening, like, well, this is a game changer. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. just accepted it. Like, but like, here we go. And there, but there's people out there that really are like, my life hasn't changed at all. Uh, nothing's different. I do everything I want. I'm like, well, you're delusional then. Well, or <laughs> one of the or very few people that has, like that doesn't have to like, Oh, I don't know, go work in some horrible, God awful retail right. store dealing with people right. that won't wear their masks because of their freedoms. Right. You know, they don't right. have to deal with that shit every day or, or, or at a meat packing plant where the administration yeah. tells you not to wear them at all. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, or won't yeah. give them to your, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that's, I, I, and that's, but see, that's one of those things where it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. it's always been that way yeah where people that have no that have no reason to care really about other people don't have to right like well, whatever, my to. life hasn't changed oh that battery plant in bhopal india exploded oh well doesn't affect mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. can i still get my duracells <laughs> you know I mean, like, yeah right like can, can i still go to applebee's and watch the nfl <laughs> yeah applebee's i need yeah. my 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 appetizer platter right well uh, you know this is a reminder too and i think you you skillfully reminded me that you know we can have we can have the safe respite and safe uh uh refuge of peace and joy with every breath and every breath is an opportunity to recognize the truth and to let go of the things that are causing us suffering as a way to help other people. That's, that's been the thing. Like in the last year, like I, I am finding myself saying more like, wow, that, that person's really suffering. Mm-hmm. And that's not really a, a thought that ever, like I, you can just see like, and, and, and I mean that, I mean, sometimes they're suffering because, you know, they hit their thumb with a nail or a friend right. died or they got brain cancer right. or that. I mean, that's, and then there's like self-imposed suffering. Right. Right. But, but I'm starting to see that in a, Oh my God, in a compassionate light. Well, I mean the, the, the hitting the thumb with the hammer is a great, is a great um, a- analogy because I think Thich Nhat Han gave this talk where he talked about that. Like if you hit your left hammer, or your left hand with a hammer, mm-hmm. the left hand doesn't turn around and say, you know, I'm going to hit you right hand. It's pain. Right. So your whole, the whole community or the body oh. politic or your whole being takes time to take care of that pain. It doesn't, your left hand doesn't want retaliation. Right. You know, it, it recognizes that it did that to itself, but it also needs to heal. And I think that wow. there's, 
I think we're, you know what I mean? I think we're hopefully getting close to that. Hmm. Uh, but you're right. That's exactly, that's a beautiful example of compassion. It's like when you see somebody, I, I, I did this meditation through refuge recovery that talked about, you know, we, we see, we see that some people are suffering because they are being oppressed. We also see that some people are suffering so much. They are oppressing others. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So if you think that's about interesting. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's just, su- it's still human suffering. Somebody, some people are suffering so much that they're swimming in their own privilege and they're not going to do anything about it. Some people are suffering so much that they're taking it out on people below them around them mm-hmm. or oppressing marginalized groups or whatever. And that's the thing that's so hard. I talked about a little bit last week is just the thing of like, the idea for the people that are marginalized in this country, the people like I'm thinking about, well, let's just say white people that are living at or around the poverty line who think that the the primary causes of their woes is people with different skin color. Right. Right. Like that's, that's just when the reality of it is that it's, the 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 system is rigged completely against them <laughs> right against them and everybody everybody below them on the on the yeah, ladder yeah, yeah 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 so you know if we can just if we can keep the poor people fighting each other the rich have nothing to worry about exactly and right. that and then we're we're watching that happen writ large right now yeah i mean And I've seen this memeified, and I don't know that it's actually true. I'm not an economist. This would be a good question for Brian. But it's like, you know, back in March, if we would have paid everybody to stay, paid everybody in America to stay home for two months, Mm -hmm. where would we have been? And, you know, could we have had a a normal, quote unquote, for the July? New Zealand is a little different country than ours on a lot of levels, but that's what they did. Yeah. And they're pretty good right now. Yeah. But they're They're also you know, an island nation. Right. It's pretty homogenous. Le- right. Less population. And yeah. yeah. But still the principle is there. They could have yeah. been a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it ultimately probably would have cost us as a nation a lot less. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this stuff after they get through the impeachment. It's like, you know, what was it like $1.5 trillion budget plan? And it's just a rescue deal. I'm like, right. did we, did we fuck ourselves even more because we weren't willing to? Yes. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. Yeah. The answer yeah. to that is yes. Yes. And yes. we're going to continue to fuck ourselves. Right. And wave the flag the whole time we're doing yeah, it. Yeah, baby. Wave that flag. That's wave right. it wide and high. Wave keep, keep fucking high. that chicken. Keep you fucking know I mean? that chicken. Dude, keep, keep, <laughs> we, can, we don't touch that military budget. Whatever Ooh. you do. No, 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 no. Or, well, I mean, for God's sakes, whatever you do, don't flood the economy with disposable income by canceling student loans oh how horrible would that be that would be awful uh okay we fixed it <laughs> we're now we're back to just opening cans of worms yeah, yeah, yeah exactly worms. be where your beak is guys meditate if you can there's plenty yeah, of because apps obviously up. it's working for us well it is i, I mean I, um, yeah. it is it is it this is, is what true. this is what it comes with it like we start you start to it, see it this isn't you're yeah. not radicalizing yourself it's just saying yeah, this is what comes with it you start seeing it clearly and and i think that the ability to to actually experience that breath home wherever you are and the ability to overturn 
your shit at any moment is a fucking gift. It's so huge. Yeah. It's so, really safe. I mean, I think my reaction and, you know, I mean, there are people close to me that may, you know, cast a glance sideways at me for saying this, but <laughs> like, I think that like the pandemic has gone really pretty well mm. in terms mm. of like my head and my attitude yeah. towards it. I've been yeah. really, really, really furious about so many things. Sure that are so far out of my control mm-hmm. and that's you know it, it goes back to the thing is like well can you control it yeah no well then what's the point of being upset right mm. like what's the point if you can't do anything about it and if you can do something about it then do the thing you can do and don't be upset right and I, I i'm mean- not saying that i've achieved that uh i'm probably getting a c minus in that area but it's that's passing what- that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> passing. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, you know, I, it has saved my life quite literally. It saved my sanity. I, you know, I don't think I've ever even, maybe I told, I don't think I've told you this. So I'm going to reveal it on the podcast in March. I, I thought about buying a handgun. I'm like, yeah, shit's going to go South. I'm going to, I mean, me who is completely anti-gun and I was just like, you know, but meditation brought me off a ledge. I'm like, wow. not that I was going to do any harm with it, but I'm like, well, if this turns into the stand, I'm going to need a fucking why, gun. You know, why what don't I mean? you get a shotgun? Cause I don't want a gun at all. Like oh. I I'm willing to go down as the guy, as the monk who sets himself on fire in the square. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, I understand. Think, I don't that. think I can be the gun guy. I don't think they're I can. coming for you. They're coming for your stuff, Joel. They can have. They can't. They can't have my PlayStation. They can't have my records. But I guess they can have. Can't need that handgun, buddy. Like they can have the Night Flight compilation. Remember this? <laughs> is that, have, is that a KTEL record, dude? KTEL. It is. It's KTEL. Oh yep. my god. Yeah. <laughs> I got this. So great. Yeah. And what's uh, the opening track on it, dude? You. I can't go for that. No can, dude. Hollow okay. notes, baby. We oh. got air supply. Here I am. Oh, oh no, god. the Commodores. Oh my god! Take so my heart. Good. You can have it if you want it. Cool in the gang. So much music to put on the Instagram. I'm so excited, dude. Oh, the uh, the theme from American Hero is the top aside too. <laughs> Night flight. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> believe it or not, I'm walking on air, Steve. <laughs> I believe it. That's uh, delightful. So, okay. References. I'm not forgetting this. Were you, did you start the dark tower? I did start the dark tower. Where are you at with the dark tower? <sighs> um, something about a chef and somebody getting poisoned. Whoa. Are you in the first book? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, and I'm probably ha- halfway into that and it expired. My, my E loan checkout expired. Oh, so I got to yeah. hold on it again. Right. Yeah. That's a lot. It's really good. Dude, that first book is just scratching the surface, my man. I can't All wait. Right. I can't wait till it starts tearing your brain open a little bit and we can talk about it. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. It's going to take me a couple of years probably, but yeah, that's fine. There's like eight books. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they just get longer and longer. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there's one book. Okay. So there's one book that's, that's a, that's a story within the story. Uh huh. And then he wrote a book after he finished the series and plugged it into like, it's like book 4.5. That's a story within the story within a story. Okay. All right. All right it's amazing. It. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. Nice. Was there more to that? No, that's it. I just am, okay. I'm just excited for you to read the Dark Tower. Yeah. Well, well I, the reason I thought of it because we said you said something about all things come back to me, and I was going to say um, all things follow the beam, but you wouldn't get the reference yet. Oh, well, as a fan of Mickey Hart, I'd say that I I do. See, there is um, yeah, I can't I can't wait. Okay, all right. Well, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. You know, I chewed through the stand pretty quickly, but that's a, like a small chunk of the Dark Tower series. Speaking of the stand. Kirsten and I started watching the first episode and a half. Is it any of the, good? Is it good? Latest. Okay, it's it's too good. It's scary. You know, oh. the, the first the first part of that book is all about Captain Tripp's pandemic and all yeah, that yeah. shit. They do that so scarily well that it it's too close to home. It's Real, like oh yeah. Oh. I was like, I'm like Kirsten and I were like, we have we have a rule in our house uh-huh. when we start getting close to bedtime. We yeah. can't watch scary or, or shit. Right. We call it soft hours. So we watch like crack out. Yeah, yeah. Soft hours. Shit's Creek. Yeah. But yeah. Have a laugh. If you're into it, if you've read the book, you know where I it's have, going, yeah. but it's so, it was so well, spot on and scary. I mean, that's what I've been saying for a year now. It's like, well, it's not like it's the stand. Well, it's, it's not, I mean, I mean, maybe these variants will eventually get there. So it's maybe, little, I have to admit, there's a part of me that's kind of bummed that it's not. <laughs> I am not. I am not bummed at all. I am okay. Not. Well, I'm. I'm kind of being facetious, but I mean, because frankly, it'd be really gross. You know. Yes. yes. So many dead people, and we'd um, be like living in vans and like, you know, I don't know, yeah. eating dogs or something. I don't know. Man, see, we that prob- doesn't appeal to me very much, but yeah, that like you know, running around with we'd have to form like tribes and like paint our faces and stuff that well apparently that's already happened joel (laughs) (laughs) apparently oh my god see we've been boiled like the frog just been boiled a little you know that's very true that's been happening for a long time yeah dude it's been happening for a long time yeah. I, I, I'm just, I mean, I don't want it to be like the stand. I'd rather, it, I'd rather like a close encounters of the third kind situation happen. Right oh, now. that'd be good too. Yeah. You know, just the deus ex machina of aliens coming out of nowhere. Yeah. With the, with the cure, but also like we have to take half the human race to, you know, halfway across the universe or something. Sure. What was the Kurt Vonnegut book where the guy goes to the planet? I, there may be a couple of them. Is it, the it's Trump, not Slaughterhouse Trump. Five, is it? Traumafador or whatever. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, well, no, that that shows up in a couple of books. It's definitely in Is that Breakfast of Champions. It's Breakfast of Champions. Also, I think it's also in uh, Slaughterhouse Five. Five about the alien beings that exist through time. You can see yeah. them as babies and as old men at the same uh-huh. time. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. I love Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Ian, thank you for turning me on to him. I, I really yeah, wish that I would have read all that in high school. It would have helped a lot. I think. I can't believe I read a lot of that in high school. I, well, I mean, I read a lot actually. Dude, it, I mean, it felt it, it was, it was intellectual enough that it was blowing my mind, but it was hilarious and sort of irreverent yeah. enough that I was yeah, like, yeah. you know, yucking it up. I mean, Perfect. especially breakfast of champions. It, yeah. Even just the, made me weep, but yeah. Well, just that I got, I was hooked it. So it goes. Yeah. Like that's such a perfect mechanism for that mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, well, 
I do want that if I, and I don't think I'll have a tombstone, but if I did, I, oh. I would want it to say everything was beautiful and nothing hurt. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, I was, I was going to say just so it goes. So it goes. Yeah. yeah. That. Mm. Well, speaking of, have we so gone? It we <laughs> do it? I think we're done, man. Well, find us on the Instagram, follow us, share it with your friends, tell your grandma, tell your cousin. <laughs> speaking of my mom, listen, she likes it. So that's good. Oh, I know. Mom. Thanks, mom. I think my mom listened to it. I think my mom listens. I'm surprised. I know, I know another friend of ours whose mom listens to it. Who's that? Uh, our friend Aaron. His mom listens oh, out nice. in Montana. Yeah. Hi, Aaron's mom. Yeah. Braving really cool. the colds of Montana, listening. To oh, these and things. that's like, and I, as I was complaining about negative 23 and negative 26, I'm like, we don't live in North Dakota, dude. Well, my friend Jeremy went, I asked him the other day and I was like, Hey, how's it going? He's like cold. He lives in Minneapolis. It's oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. It's a heat wave down here compared to right, Minneapolis yeah, we're, right now. We're okay. All right, well, man. I love you. Love you too, man. Toot your hooter. Toot your uh, hooter. Send us an email. I swear to God, Eduardo, I'm going to get my, your gift to you. Yeah, dude. It's going to happen. All right. That's it. All right. Later. Bye.